Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Isaiah 24 through 27, avoid the apocalypse of God's judgment and find peace. Chapters 24 through 28 of Isaiah are known as the little apocalypse, written around 716 BC, that's before Christ, so it's 700 years before Christ. It gave the New Testament writers a look into the future, a future that was beyond their lives. The people of the first century thought that Jesus was coming back within their lifetimes. Yet here we are in the 21st century, 2,000 years later, still waiting. Certainly God's word still holds true. I felt it important to do these five chapters together. By themselves, they're short. Together, they pack a powerful punch filled with God's promises for both his born-again believers and, even more importantly, for the unbelievers, those who have heard the good news, yet still they choose to ignore it. Let's dig in. Isaiah 24, Destruction of the Earth. Look, the Lord is about to destroy the earth and make it a vast wasteland. He devastates the surface of the earth and scatters the people. Priests and lay people, servants and masters, maids and mistresses, buyers and sellers, lenders and borrowers, bankers and debtors, none will be spared. The earth will be completely emptied and looted. The Lord has spoken. The earth mourns and dries up and the land wastes away and withers. Even the greatest people on earth waste away. The earth suffers for the sins of its people for they have twisted God's instructions violated his laws and broken his everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must pay the price for their sin. They are destroyed by fire and only a few are left alive. The grapevines waste away and there is no new wine. All the merrymakers sigh and mourn. The cheerful sound of tambourines is stilled. The happy cries of celebration are heard no more. The melodious chords of the harp are silent. 
Gone are the joys of wine and song. Alcoholic drink turns bitter in the mouth. The city rides in chaos. Every home is locked to keep out intruders. Mobs gather in the streets, crying out for wine. Joy has turned to gloom. Gladness has been banished from the land. The city is left in ruins, its gates battered down. Throughout the earth, the story is the same. Only a remnant is left, like the stray olives left on a tree, on the tree or the few grapes left on the vine after harvest. But all who are left shout and sing for joy. Those in the West praise the Lord's majesty. In Eastern lands, give glory to the Lord. In the lands beyond the sea, praise the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. We hear songs of praise from the ends of the earth, songs that give glory to the righteous one. But my heart is heavy with grief. Weep for me, for I wither away. Deceit still prevails and treachery is everywhere. Terror and traps and snares will be your lot. You people of the earth, those who flee in terror will fall into a trap and those who escape the trap will be caught in a snare. Destruction falls like rain from the heavens. The foundations of the earth shake. The earth has broken up and utterly collapsed. It is violently shaken. The earth staggers like a drunk. It trembles like a tent in a storm. It falls and will not rise again. For the guilt of its rebellion is very heavy. In that day, the Lord will punish the gods in the heavens and the proud rulers of the nations on earth. They will be rounded up and put in prison. They will be shut up in prison and will finally be punished. Then the glory of the moon will wane and the brightness of the sun will fade. For the Lord of, of heaven's armies will rule on Mount Zion, that is Jesus. He will rule in great glory in Jerusalem in the sight of all the leaders of his people. It's the end of Isaiah 24. God's judgments grow global. This is the great tribulation. It will begin after the rapture of the church, which are the true born again believers. Exactly how long after the rapture, no one knows. These chapters parallel Revelation 6 through 19. And um, uh, I've done a um, study on the book of Revelation, which just hits the, hits the real, the main points of it. So it's, e it's fairly easy to understand. Um, but in Revelation, you have 21 plagues and 3 billion people will perish. All this will distort the surface of the earth. Now, if you think we have a climate crisis now, wait until the Great Tribulation. It's an equal opportunity judgment and, and destroyer. Okay, so rich, poor, young, old, whoever, it's going to be destroyed. After the rapture, there will be people who turn to God and praise him. Those are the tribulation saints but they still have to go through great tribulation. The leaders of the new world order will be thrown down from their ivory towers. And these judgments will punish the wicked and purify the Jews. And just in case you doubt that God could turn the earth into a vast wasteland, check out what the volcano erupting in a tiny island off the coast of Africa is doing. You have to click over to my blog and I've embedded a tweet in there from uh, an organization called Involcan which is, um, they are geologists and um, Vulcan, Vulcan, Vulcanologists. And it's a video of them walking through this cloud of gas um, and to near the cone of the 
um, of the volcano. The volcano is in the, um, the La Palma Island, which is the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa, and they belong to Spain. Um, they call this, they're, they're just surveying the area, they call this the dead zone, okay? All the, all the trees, houses are buried. It is desolate. It is totally desolate. Um, and it's not destroyed by lava. That's a whole other, other part of the island that's been destroyed by lava. This is by ash falling from the eruption. Continuing, Isaiah 25, praise for judgment and salvation. Oh Lord, I will honor and praise your name for you are my God. You do such wonderful things. You planned them long ago and now you have accomplished them. You turn mighty cities into heaps of ruins. Cities with strong walls are turned to rubble. Beautiful palaces in distant lands disappeared and will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong nations will declare your glory. Ruthless nations will fear you. But you are a tower of refuge to the poor, O oh Lord, a tower of refuge to the needy in distress. You are a refuge from the storm and a shelter from the heat. For the oppressive acts of ruthless people like a storm um, are like a storm beating against a wall or like the relentless heat of the desert. I know what that is, I live in Phoenix. But you silence the roar of foreign nations as the shade of a cloud cools relentless heat. So the boastful songs of ruthless people are stilled. In Jerusalem or Zion, the Lord's the Lord of heaven's armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There, will, there he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. That's done by Jesus. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people the Lord has spoken. In that day, the people will proclaim, this is our God. We trust in him and he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation that he brings. For the Lord's hand of blessing will rest on Jerusalem, but Moab will be crushed. It will be like straw trampled down and left to rot. God will push down Moab's people as a swimmer pushes down water with his hands. He will end their pride and all their evil works. The high walls of Moab will be demolished. They will be brought down to the ground, down into the dust. That's the end of Isaiah 25. The future and the past. So verse 25:8 is quoted by both Paul and John in the New Testament. John quotes the first part in Revelation 21 and Paul the second part in 1 Corinthians 15:54. Jesus removed all insults and mockery forever on the cross. Now, Paul and John were looking back 700 years to be able to look into the future. The key to understanding the future is in the history of the past. That is why we cannot erase history. God has Zion in his hands and pagan Moab under his foot. Where would you rather be? We Christians need to have patience. Here's a quote by um, Henrietta Mears. The purposes of God may sometimes seem delayed, but they are never abandoned. Have patience. Going on, Isaiah 26, a song of praise. In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We are surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. 
Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always. For the Lord God is the eternal rock. He humbles the proud and brings down the arrogant city. He brings it down to the dust. The poor and oppressed trample it underfoot and the needy walk all over it. Yeah. But for those who are righteous, the way is not steep and rough. You are a God who does what is right and you smooth out the path ahead of them. Lord, we show our trusts in you by obeying your laws and our heart's desire is to glorify your name. In the night I search for you, in the morning I earnestly seek you. For only when you come to judge the earth will the people learn what is right. Your kindness to the wicked does not make them good. Although others do right, the wicked keep doing wrong and take no notice of the Lord's majesty. O oh Lord, they pay no attention to your upraised fist. Show them your eagerness to defend your people. Then they will be ashamed. Let your fire consume your enemies. Lord, you will grant us peace. All we have accomplished is really from you. O oh Lord, our God, others have ruled us, but you alone are the one we worship. Those we served before are dead and gone. Their departed spirits will never return. You attack them and destroy them, and they are long forgotten. O oh Lord, you have made your nation, our nation great. Yes, you have made us great. You have extended our borders, and we give you the glory. Lord, in distress we searched for you. We prayed beneath the burden of your discipline. Just as a pregnant woman rides and cries out in pain as she gives birth, so we... So were we in your presence, Lord. We too writhe in agony, but nothing comes from our suffering. We have not given salvation to the earth, nor brought life into the world. But those who die in the Lord will live. Their bodies will rise again. Those who sleep in the earth will rise up and sing for joy. For your life-giving light will fall like dew on your people in the place of the dead. Restoration for Israel, verse 20. Go home, my people, and lock your doors. Hide yourselves for a little while until the Lord's anger has passed. The wrath of God. Look, the Lord is coming from heaven to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will no longer hide. Those who have been killed, they will be brought out for all to see. That is the rapture, my friends. Trust, and that's the end of Isaiah 26. Trust God, find perfect peace. Does perfect peace really exist? Yes, however, it's only through Jesus. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. It means perfect peace. It's a whole and completed peace. It's a peace that's not found in this world, only in Jesus. Nevertheless, we can feel some of that peace when we put our full trust in God. If we keep our thoughts on Jesus, we find this peace. And Pastor Sandy Adams says, quote, Peace is not the absence of conflict. It is the poise and confidence in the midst of a conflict, unquote. Jesus is our eternal rock, our rock of ages. There's a classic hymn. I've embedded it at the bottom of the blog. You gotta click over and check it out. 
The rapture prophesied, starting in verse 19, we have the good news of the salvation of Jesus Christ, written 700 years before Jesus. Go home, he tells us. Well, home is in heaven. For born-again believers, that's where our home is. Isaiah is prophesying about the rapture 700 years before Christ. God's church will not suffer through the great tribulation. So yes, Isaiah here is preaching a pre-trib rapture. And Pastor Sandy Adams says, before God's judgment comes down, the church goes up. Amen. Isaiah 27 is terrible swift sword. If you ever wondered where the inspiration for the American patriotic song, Battle Hymn of the Republic, came from, well, wonder no more. Here it is. And I've embedded the song in the bottom as another classic hymn. So go click over to my blog and check it out. Okay, verse Isaiah 27. In that day, the Lord will take his terrible swift sword and punish Leviathan, Satan, the swiftly moving serpent, the coiling riding serpent. He will kill the dragon of the sea. In that day, sing about the fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, will watch over it, watering it carefully. Day and night, I will watch so no one can harm it. My anger will be gone. If I find briars and thorns growing, I will attack them. I will burn them up unless they turn to me for help. Let them make peace with me. Yes, let them make peace with me. The time is coming when Jacob's descendants will take root. Israel would bud and blossom and fill the whole earth with fruit. That's actually happening right now. Has the Lord struck Israel as he struck her enemies? Has he punished her as he punished them? No, but he exiled Israel to call her to account. She was exiled from her land as though blown away in a storm from the east. The Lord did this to purge Israel's wickedness, to take away all her sin. As a result, all the pagan altars will be crushed to dust. No Azra pole or pagan shrine will be left standing. The fortified towns will be silent and empty. The houses abandoned. The streets overgrown with weeds, calves will graze there, chewing on twigs and branches. The people are like the dead branches of a tree, broken off and used for kindling beneath the cooking pots. Israel is a foolish and stupid nation, for its people have turned away from God. Therefore, the one who made them will show them no pity or mercy. Yet the time will come when the Lord will gather them together like hand-picked grain. One by one, he will gather them from the Euphrates River in the east to the brook of Egypt, which is the Nile River, in the west. In that day, the great trumpet will sound. Many who were dying in exile in Assyria and Egypt will return to Jerusalem to worship the Lord on his holy mountain. Okay, now over in my blog, you have to click over and take a look at this map. Okay, it is a map of Israel's true borders. Okay, and I love this. The promised land takes up all of Lebanon, all of Jordan, and nice chunks of Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Syria, and tiny chunks from Kuwait and Turkey. And of course, all of the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. Uh, Pastor Sandy Adams says, Isaiah foresees a final exodus. Today, six million Jews live in Israel out of a worldwide population of 13 to 14 million. More Jews live in America than in Israel, and only 40% of Jews actually live in Israel. 
The Jewish return predicted by the prophets is far from complete. It's still in the future and will be fulfilled at the end of the age. Okay, going on to Isaiah 28, a message about Samaria. What sorrow awaits the proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the drunks of Israel. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. It's pride. Uh, it is the pride of a people brought down by wine. For the Lord will send a mighty army against it, like a mighty hailstorm and a torrential rain. They will burst upon it like a surging flood and smash it to the ground. The proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the drunks of Israel, will be trampled beneath its enemies' feet. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. Whoever sees it will snatch it up as an early fig is quickly picked and eaten. Then, at last, the Lord of Heaven's armies will himself be Israel's glorious crown. He will be the pride and joy of the remnant of his people. He will give a longing for justice to their judges. He will give great courage to their warriors who stand at the gates. Now, however, Israel is led by drunks who reel with wine and stagger with alcohol. The priests and prophets stagger with alcohol and lose themselves in wine. They reel when they see visions and stagger as they render decisions. Their tables are covered with vomit, filth is everywhere. Who does the Lord think we are? Why does he speak to us like this? As we little children just recently weaned, are we little children just recently weaned? He tells us everything over and over again, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. Still people don't pay attention. So now God will have to speak to his people through foreign oppressors who speak a strange language. God has told his people, here is a place of rest. Let the weary rest here. This is a quiet place of rest, but they would not listen. So the Lord will spill out his message for them again, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here, a little there. So they will stumble and fall. They will be injured and trapped and captured. Therefore, listen to this message from the Lord, you scoffing rulers in Jerusalem. You boast, we have struck a bargain to cheat death and have made a deal to dodge the grave. The coming destruction can never touch us. For we have built a strong refuge and made of The coming destruction can never touch us, for we have built a strong refuge made of lies and deception. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken, thank God. I will test you with the measuring line of justice and the plumb line of righteousness. Since your refuge is made of lies, a hailstorm will knock it down. Since it is made of deception, a flood will sweep it away. I will cancel the bargain you made to cheat death, and I will overturn your deal to dodge the grave. When the terrible enemy sweeps through, you will be trampled into the ground again and again. The flood will come morning after morning, day and night, until you are carried away. 
This message will bring terror to your people. The bed you have made is too short to lie on. The blankets are too narrow to cover you. The Lord will come as he did against the Philistines at Mount Perizim and against the Amorites at Gibeon. He will come to do a strange thing. He will come to do an unusual deed. For the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, has plainly said that he is determined to crush the whole land. So scoff no more or your punishment will be even greater. Listen to me. Listen, listen and pay close attention. Does a farmer always plow and never sow? Is he forever cultivating the soil and never planting? Does he not finally plant his seeds? Black cumin, cumin wheat, um, barley and emmer wheat, each in its proper way and each in its proper place. The farmer knows just what to do for God has given him understanding. A heavy sledge is never used to thresh black cumin, rather it is beaten with a large stick. A threshing wheel is never rolled on cumin. Instead, it is beaten lightly with a flail. Grain for bread is easily crushed, so he doesn't keep on pounding it. He threshes it under the wheels of a cart, but he doesn't pulverize it. The Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies is a wonderful teacher, and he gives the farmer great wisdom. That's the end of Isaiah 28. The gavel of judgment. God hates drunkenness and pride. A little alcohol is okay. I mean, Jesus did turn the water into wine, not grape juice. It's the overindulging on wine and spirits that God hates. Today, we can also add drugs, porn, gambling, etc. We become slaves to our addiction. addictions. Only Jesus can free us. Sandy Adams says, quote, alcohol is a depressant. It depresses our decision-making abilities, inhibitions, emotions, balance, and clarity. You're less of a person under its influence. In contrast, the Holy Spirit sharpens our capabilities. And thank you, Jesus, for that. Few more ending uh, points to ponder here. Verse 15 refers to the seven-year treaty in the future between Israel and the Antichrist which he will break after three and a half years. The foundation stone or cornerstone is Jesus. And first, and first Peter um, 2.6 um, uh, speaks about that. The flood or rushing waters is an invading army. Hail, in Revelation, God unleashes hailstorms in three judgments. First and seventh trumpets and the seventh bowl judgment. There is only one way to be certain that you don't have to suffer through the great tribulation, and that's by putting your trust in the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, and his salvation. So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven after you die and that you won't be left after the rapture to go through the great tribulation that I just covered here. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life, perfect peace, and incredible joy. Oh, if you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of my blog, you got to go check out those classic hymns, Battle Hymn of Republic and Rock of Ages. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.
Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.